You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. We need to talk about heaven. We need to talk about heaven often. So that people will know that when you die, you are going to give account of your life. And you know, some people will ask me, Doctor, why, why did they have records? Since God knows... Uh, Everything. I said, the reason they have records, because you might know somebody, you never knew what they were up to. So the impression you have about them is that they're wonderful people. That they never really do anything evil. And then you get to heaven and they'd say, oh, this one, no, one wait. Yes, he professed Christ. Yes, he came to church. Yes, he paid tithes. But I have altered against him. Didn't you read the, the, the book of Revelation? She said, you are this, you are that, you are that. But I have altered against you. I have something against you. And then, those who know him at the judgment will be like, oh, it's not possible. It's not possible. They are such wonderful uh, people. I say by, by the testimony of men. And do you know why, did, why we say by the testimony of men? We, we don't know everything. We don't know everything. And then they open the books and everybody's like, wow. That's why we need to talk about heaven. Um, a young lady, um, she told me a story. And I, 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 told, I told her, I said, that's a story she should go around. Because she, she boarded an Okada. She, 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 she jumped on an Okada in Ikui. And she woke up six days later in hospital. She woke up six days later. And she said in those six days, she traveled. She was dressed up in flowing white robes. And, and, and uh, she was dancing and singing and rejoicing. You know what it is? Glad that you made it, Abby. Oh, yes, because many people don't get that far. They turn them away from the very beginning. And then she said she got to a gate. She was seeing the city with shimmering lights afar off. Then she got to a gate, and here was a man standing there. And the man said to her, you need to go back. She said, no, please, having come this far, please, I don't want to go back. The man said, no, you must go back. You have to go back. She fell on the ground and pleaded and pleaded and pleaded. And the man was adamant. Then finally, he said to her, 
How are you sure you are qualified to enter there? She said, really? So in that case, I will go back. Oh, yes. How are you sure you're qualified to go there? Don't you know that asking you to go back is doing you a favor? Yes. Doing you a favor. Giving you a second chance. Giving you a second chance. When she told me that story, I said, that's an awesome story. You see? Shimmering light, shimmering white dress, you know, rejoicing and dancing. Then they ask you the question, are you sure you're qualified to enter there? I say, ah, not sure. I better. That's the reality. That's what everybody needs to, you know, every time you want to do something or think something, you must always ask yourself, how will it impact my place in eternity with God? Because time, time is so short. I always ask people, how long do you want to live? 120. One of my friends said, one, he added 125. I said, okay, take 150. Take 150. By the time you are 150, I think you should be tired. Yeah, you should be tired. You know, you should be tired. Okay? But eternity, eternity, the Bible says, you know, a thousand years, you, are just, you haven't even begun. Eternity. And to sacrifice eternity with God for something so little, that shows you are ignorant. That shows you don't have a clue of what eternity is really all about. And that's why those who understand eternity... They would never risk anything for it. No. Because everything here is transient. Everything here is transient. You know, even if you are, you are, you are poor, in, in, in 100 years you die. 200 years, if you like, you die. But now to stay in hell forever, uh -uh. <laughs> then you never thought about it. And that's why everybody who comes to church must have an opportunity to consider their place in eternity so that you will be prepared. You will be prepared. Every day, whatever temptation comes your way, you should be able to have the boldness to say, mm-mm, mm-mm. I cannot risk eternity for time because time is too short. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ came here, finished his program in 35 years. He, the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God, being worshipped and adored. For how long? Forever. And so the real word I have for that is, like Jesus did, great compassion. For whoever got themselves involved in this is great compassion. And, and that is for them to genuinely what? Repent. Yes. Genuinely repent. No. For their soul, for the sake of their soul. You see, many people don't understand what Jesus said about eternity. You know, when, when we die, 
we leave the body behind. Okay? Because that's where it came from. But the soul, with all its sensibilities, remain intact. That's why the rich man could feel pain. You know, you think that pain, you can only feel pain when you have a body. Say, no. No, he could still feel pain. You know? That's why he still knows. The memory is still intact. He said, I have five brothers. And they're living exactly like me. And I don't want them to come here. I don't want them to come here. Because I'm in torment in this fire. And this story wasn't told by Peter or Paul. It was told by Jesus himself who said to the disciples, if I tell you of earthly things, of, of earthly things and you marvel, what about if I begin to unveil to you the mysteries of the kingdom of God? And that's why um, it's important for everybody in, in church not to be religious, but be spiritual. You know, because if you're religious, it's just something you do, where you go, songs you sing, all of that. That's religion. Rituals. But spiritual, you're alive to God. You're alive to the reality of heaven. You're alive to the powers of God in the life of a man. And you have a different ambition. You want to be empowered. You want to be empowered so that the glory of heaven can be manifest in your life on earth. You know, many people do not know that um, this is a training ground. Everybody's in training. And what are we in training for? Eternity. We're in training for eternity. You know, if you don't have experience here walking with God, living in obedience with God, you will be out of shape in his kingdom. I was um, uh, telling a, a group of people um, the other day that uh, when we are trained here, okay, they give you responsibility. They tell you, don't take bribe here. And then um, everything winds up. Jesus sets up his kingdom in the millennium. And you say, ah, I was a managing director in Nigeria. I have a lot of uh, administrative uh, experience. Mm. And the angels say, good. The experience you have there is not useful for us. You are not administrator under God. You are not a spiritual administrator. You are a carnal one. You are a carnal one. We can't use that here. You never learn to walk with God. You never learn to do the will of God. You never learn to resist the pressure of temptation and say no. It's, we are all in training. Because Jesus is going to come to reign on earth. And he says he's going to apportion responsibility according to experience. That's why he said, give, give, take the talent from him. Give it to the man that has ten. He has experience. He knows how to, how to multiply and reproduce uh, gifts and talents that God gave him. I can trust him to deliver. Okay? 
So that not when God uh, 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 puts you, so okay, be in charge of uh, Gwagwalada, you know, in the millennium. There will still be Gwagwalada in the millennium. So you'll be the uh, local government chairman there. You go there and start collecting bribes. Angels will just slap you. It's important, therefore, to train properly. Train properly. Learn to draw down the power of God so that you can stand up to the pressures of the world and the devil. You know, nobody can do that in their own strength. No. And that's why I want to talk very briefly of empowerment. Because many people feel so weak. In fact, in fact, there is a weakness that is good. That the weakness that is good is the one that trusts God for what? Strength. That's the only weakness that is good. It is not the weakness before men. No, it is the weakness before God so that I can walk and do all that I'm doing in the strength of the Lord. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of his might. Okay, so come with me to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Verse 5. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Verse 8. I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. That's nine. So I say to you, ask and it shall be what? Given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. As 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, Will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. 
What is our Lord Jesus saying to us that we need to grasp? He said the solution, the solution to whatever need, whatever pressure, whatever challenge you and I face, the solution is who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Isaiah 10, 27. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. No matter what yoke, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance, whether it be of spiritual or material need, no matter what the need is, the solution is who? The Holy Spirit. The solution is the Holy Spirit. There's anointing and power for every circumstance and every situation. And obtaining that anointing, Jesus said, is as simple as what? Asking. It's as simple. You see, somebody might feel, well, I don't really, I don't really uh, understand this well enough. I can't really uh, uh, walk in it. I say, ask. Is that too difficult? Ask. Come into a situation, oh, I really don't know how to handle it. Lord Jesus, I come to ask for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Appropriate for this my uh, situation. Yes, I need the anointing for this my situation. To come, let me receive the power for this my situation. You see, walking by the Spirit is not a, a doctrine to be taught. It's not a lecture to, to, to learn and, and points to be made. No, it's an experience. And that experience means that every day I must solicit, I must ask for the anointing for the day. Because God knows what I'm going to face uh, that day. Oh yes, Jesus said sufficient unto the day. In other words, I cannot use the anointing of yesterday for today, No. No, every day I must ask for empowerment. I must ask for empowerment. You know, every situation, every circumstance, I need the Holy Ghost to come upon me, to instruct me, to direct me, to give me. And some situations I can face danger. I might be petrified. And I tell people, I said, courage is not the absence of fear. You know, Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is in spite of the fear. In spite of the fear. You are, you, are, you are terrified, but someone inside is saying to you, just go on. And you prefer to believe him than to believe your senses and all the world is saying. You know? So that you can begin to testify of the power and the strength of the Holy Ghost. And it is real. But everyone has to know it. No matter what circumstance you find yourself. Jesus said, ask. And you shall what? Receive. He says, seek. And you shall find. What does that mean? Seek means that 
something is blocking that thing. Okay? So you have to push that thing, blocking it aside. You know? Situations and circumstances can create such a big cover that they are the only things I see. I can't see God. So I have to deliberately say, listen, step aside, please. I need to see God. I need to hear God. I need to know what God is saying and doing in this situation. Seek. In other words, if you ask and you thought you didn't receive, then push harder, push harder, push harder. You know, I remember in, um, I think, 1973, you know, I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't speak in tongues because the person who counseled me said, you don't have to speak in tongues. But they didn't tell us they spoke in tongues in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 2, they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 4, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, is the disciples who had spoken in tongues before. Okay? Then in Acts chapter 8, in Samaria, they, we were not told. It's not that they didn't speak. We were not told that they spoke in tongues when Peter and John went to lay hands on them. But then in Acts chapter 9, you know, in Acts chapter 10, they spoke in tongues. That's Cornelius' house. And then in Acts chapter 19, the Ephesian Christians that Paul met, they also spoke in tongues. So the guy told me that, well, not everybody speaks. Uh, uh. He caused me a lot of trouble, though, because I didn't speak in tongues. Then one day, I went, to, I went to a conference, and I was standing at the back. And the man that was praying for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he pointed at me. You, you, this, this one did like this. He said, no, this one did like this. I did that. He said, yes, you, come. Come and help me pray for these people to, to yes, to receive baptism. <laughs> As I was coming, the devil was whispering to me, have you received? Have you received? I said, but the man called me, so I must have received. I didn't know him before, so. <laughs> but when I went there, as I lay hands on people, receive the Holy Ghost, the devil was saying, remove this empty hand. <laughs> so, I went to another revival meeting and I told the preacher, I need to speak in tongues. I've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I need to speak in tongues. But there's something he told me that I never forgot. He said, come every day. Because you don't know the day God will, uh, yes, visit you. I came the first day, nothing happened. I came the second day, nothing happened. The third day, I didn't eat. Oh. That is the seeking. Oh. That is the seeking. I came the first day with full stomach. It didn't work. I came the second day with full stomach. It didn't work. Ah, I said, okay, maybe this stomach is, uh, is uh, obstructing things. So, so I, I, I fasted. And then that day, you know, I spoke two words. <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying. Ask and you shall receive. But if, if he didn't receive, seek. Take it further. Take it further. Take it further. Don't just say no, uh, take no for an answer. Take it further. Because he says, everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that seeks, finds. 
Everyone that knocks, it will be open. Knocking, you know what knocking means? You have asked, you didn't receive. You have uh, uh, sought, you know, you got everywhere, you didn't receive. Then you hear that that thing is uh, inside that place. Then you go to that door, you keep banging. Who is that? Go away, go away, we are sleeping. And you keep knocking until they, yes, first the issue, first the issue, first the issue. And that's what Jesus is teaching. You see, you, 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 you find that the anointing hasn't come into your situation. Ah, we have to stop there because we cannot do it without the anointing. You see, when you think you can do it without the anointing, that's when you go away. It's okay, let me go and manage like before. But when you know that you cannot do it without the anointing, you have to persist. Oh God, I need your touch. Without your touch, I am finished. For apart from you, I can do nothing. Yes. You see, Christianity is very simple. And it's effectively lived by those who take it in its simplicity. It's not complicated. You know, every day you kneel down and say, Lord, I need the anointing for today so that I can live godly, so that I can fulfill the counsel of the Lord, so that the purposes of God can be established in my life and through my life. That's it. It's not complicated. And do you know the wonder of it? Nobody may know your name, but the moment you start living like that, that anointing will make a way for you. Oh yes, it will make a way for you. If you have the, 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 the persistence to ask for the anointing, because the spirit will totally overshadow you in everything. And, and that's why, you see, even when we pray, you know, remember what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it's a, the, the spirit helpeth our infirmities. He said, we do not know what we should pray for. And even when we know what we should pray for, we don't know what, how to pray it. But the spirit helpeth our infirmities because he knows the mind of God. And the Bible says he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. So even in intercession, you know, when you understand how fundamental the anointing is, you kneel down. The first thing you say is, Holy Spirit, I need you to pray correctly. I need you to pray correctly. You know, I want to say what the Father wants to hear. Everybody can do this. It's not complicated. It is not complicated. I need to pray what the Father wants to hear. I need the will of the Father to be established in this situation. So give me the anointing so that I can pray aright. So that when I'm now praying, you see, the reason why Jesus said, he, he, everyone that asks receives, is I don't have to now wait. Uh, 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 Mark eleven twenty four. 24. What things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you have received. Abi, in the past, received. And then you will 
Ah, yes. And so I asked for anointing to pray aright. I believe I have received. And then I start praying. I start praying. And then I will see the anointing speaking, praying. Sometimes it, it, it brings uh, interpretation. Sometimes it brings new tongues because the, the Apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 14, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue is not speaking to men, okay? But albeit in the spirit, he is speaking what? Mysteries. Now, the, the, the way I understand this is that, let, let me take an example. Lord, I need this iPad to facilitate the work you have given to me. That's the prayer. Then I start to speak in tongues. Okay? Now, when I begin to pray in tongues, the Spirit is taking this request, attaching it to his spiritual coordinates. You know, I spoke word, but the Spirit, who knows the mind of God about this matter, connects it where it should be. That's why we pray in tongues. That's why, that's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, he said, what is the conclusion of this matter? He said, I will pray in tongues. I will also pray with my understanding. The essence of this is that the people of God, ordinary people, all will be empowered. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And you're empowered the moment you start putting this to practice. Don't wait until uh, you enter a special service or a special anointing service. No, no. The word is the foundation. The word is the foundation. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And our Lord Jesus Christ buttressed that on the fact that even though you and I are evil, we know how to give good gifts to our own what? Children, yes. But do you know the implication of that statement? If you pray and you don't expect to receive, you are implying that you are better than God. You know? You are implying that you are better than God. You are nicer, kinder than God. That's why he said, if you be evil, if you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In other words, if you can do that, give your children what they ask for, what do you expect of God who is all good and no evil? Okay? So it's important for you and I to enter into this and, and uh, begin to rule, exercise authority over our world, over our circumstances, over our situations. Because every time you come into a situation, you ask for the what? Anointing for that situation. You see, look at the disciples. Peter came to the beautiful gate. You know, a cripple that has been there for years. He was there in the time of Jesus. Jesus passed him in the temple so many times, I'm sure. But he left him for Peter and uh, John. Yes. And then Peter and John have been passing there too all the time. 
Then one day, the anointing came. Give us money. Hmm. Don't pass so. Wait. Silver and gold, uh, I don't have. But such as I have given unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He draws him by the hand. And then he begins to walk. He begins to walk. How does that work? How does that work? Those are some of the things that the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. Okay? Come with me. Come with me. Let, let, let us suspend here and go, go, go to uh, 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 Matthew chapter 10. Come with me to Matthew chapter 10. Because everybody needs to understand this. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is what? It's at hand. So when you are going out to witness, when you are going out to, 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 to uh, uh, preach the gospel, you know, to minister to friends and family at home, at work, wherever, you ask for the anointing. You see? You ask for the anointing. What anointing? Are you looking for here? It's important to know what anointing you're looking for. You are asking for the anointing that does two things. Conviction and conversion. You say, oh God, as I open my mouth, I need the anointing to preach, to bring conviction and conversion. Do you know why you need both? you know why you need both? You don't need people who are uh, uh, converted without conviction. It can be a mental uh, uh, thing. Are you a Christian? Yes. I don't go bear parlor again and they come church now. Is that what Christianity is about? For people who don't go bear parlor again. It's only a small uh, uh, side effect, you know. No, these are people, Christianity is about doing the will of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is. Uh, yes, so it's not only the Apollo, it's at home, it's everywhere, you know. And so whatever is holding them, when, when they hear the gospel, the Bible says they will be pricked. Where? In their heart. That is it. And when they are pricked in their heart, how do they respond? Men and brethren, what shall we what? Yes. Acts chapter 237. They were pricked in their heart. I have seen conviction. You know, I have seen unbelievable global conviction. There were just about 10 students in Abadino in 1970 something. You know, there, uh, I, I saw it at, in a, another secondary school in uh, Ilaro. When people come under conviction, you would be wondering yourself what has happened to them. Yes, they were all on the floor weeping for their sins. That's how you know that the Holy Ghost has uh, come upon them. Because you'll be wondering, what did I say to them? No, it's not what you said. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. I went to Ilaru and, uh, and uh, I was half, I drove to Ilaru and I, half of the time I was falling asleep on the stairs. You know, and when I got there, the Catholics were having a, 
uh, 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 um, what do they call it? Confirmation service. So we had to wait. So I just dozed off in my car. When we got to the service, I was so exhausted because I was the only doctor. I had just started my practice. was the only doctor. So I worked morning, afternoon, and night. I was so exhausted. I barely managed to deliver a sermon. But when I finished, wow, the Holy Ghost took over. The whole place, the people were falling all over the place. They were weeping. They were crying. It's amazing when you see conviction. I see when a person is born again under conviction, they don't go back. They don't go back. But people that uh, are born again under persuasion, you know, this problem you and your wife are having, I think if you start coming to church, you know, the problem will uh, end. Mm, at least you'll be praying. At least you'll be doing this, you know. It's okay, let us try that. We have tried other things uh, before. We can try this one too. Mm, you know, so there are people in church trying out something. <laughs> there is real, no real conviction about their sins and no determination to walk with God, no matter the cost. But when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, Conviction and their lives were transformed. Okay, so preach the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And then what is the next one? Heal the sick, anointing to heal the sick. Now, what is the essence of that? You are kneeling down in your house, there is no sick person in front of you. Say, Lord, as I go out today, give me the anointing to heal the sick. Okay. You prayed it for one week, nothing, two weeks. Then one day you are going. Say, look at this man. Say, we have been collecting anointing to heal the sick every day for the past two months. Or you use it here now. Because you've been asking. You've been asking. You have been feeling. You have been collecting. There is no magic to this. And do you know the wonderful thing? Everybody can what? Everybody can do it. Some people are looking at me as this thing you're saying, be telling pastor and the deacons, be telling them, me, I'm very busy to be asking for anointing to heal the sick. You know, some people are, are like, this thing is for some people. No, this, this is why he said in the last days, he has poured the spirit upon. Yes, he wants to empower the church. Not just a few people, the entire people of God. So that, you see, that's how revival breaks forth. Mama Eliza is healing the sick in uh, Guagualada. Uh, uh, Mama Nkechi is uh, healing in uh, uh, Lobi. You know, stories. Papa Bomboy. Papa Bomboy. You know, see, you, 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 you have stories, testimonies coming from different corners of people who have been empowered by God. Yes. And how did they get empowered? Every day they're kneeling down. I need anointing to heal the sick. Yes, I need anointing to heal the sick. And then the next one is, I need the anointing to cleanse the lepers. I need anointing to raise the dead. You've been collecting anointing to, 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 to cl cleanse lepers. You know? And then one day somebody, you go somewhere, they say, ah, do 
look at all this rush all over this board. And the Holy Spirit whispers to you, say, you've been a collecting anointing to cleanse. Uh, I rebuke this infirmity and command all these things to clear. You rebuke it and go. Next week they call you. Nah. Hey. Your own power is But you didn't get it by magic. You got it because every day you have been collecting. You've been collecting. There's no magic to it. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Yes. God wants, this is the season. Revival can't come unless the people are empowered. Until the people become empowered, how will the revival come? Because the Bible says in the book of Acts that those that were scattered, what did they do? They went where? Everywhere. Everywhere. Every corner. And they were all empowered. That's why Philip went to Samaria and all kinds of miracles were taking place. Taking place. So, it is important to know that you and I can leave this service today and some people will immediately go home, kneel down and say, Lord, I want to be empowered. Some other people will have the note they took and leave it and say, okay, one day I will uh, get to it. That is the difference. That is the difference. Anointing to raise the dead anointing to raise the dead that is it it's the anointing that breaks the yoke but every day you've been praying Lord empower me to raise the dead 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 one day they call you somebody had died you go there you went there to say sorry but when you got there the, the spirit whispered this man is not going home yet call him back that is it and why will you call him back? Because you've been collecting anointing to raise the dead. Yes, you've been collecting. You've been collecting. That's no magic. You've been collecting. The anointing to raise the dead. Okay? And then anointing to cast out what? Devils. Anointing to cast out devils. You, you, you enter into a place, somebody is manifesting demonic power, and you walk over there in the name of Jesus I command every devil here to lose you walk away you know like Smith Wigglesworth reported in his book they, they called him to come and uh, 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 that one man was acting mad raving mad so he went there said devil, devils devils out in the name of Jesus. He turned and went to. The people ran after him. Brother Smith, the man is still mad though. <laughs> Brother Smith said, I, I have already given the command. He said, angels, they know their work. You know, they're not like men. You know, the angels know their work. Then, after some days, they came and said, ah, Brother Smith, the man is okay now. He said, he will be. He has to be. Because I've already given the... Oh, yes, I've released the anointing. I've released the anointing. This is the work we have been called to do. You know, to preach the kingdom of God with power. You know, everyone praying. 
And do you know the mystery of this? You don't know the one, the person who will receive the, 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 the higher part of this. You know? And that's how Jesus said, the last shall be what? Yes! Because the people who have been hearing it for, for, for years, they hear it, but they go home, they don't do anything. But then somebody came today and heard it for the first time. And then went home and began to do it immediately. And then God empowers them. God empowers them. And so nobody must count themselves out. God wants to empower every one of you. And that's why Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, to him it shall be what? Opened. I want to show you something again. Come with me before I bring this to a close. Come with me um, to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Verse 17. You need to enter into this because it has composite, it has composite together what you and I really need to become channels of God's power in our world. The Bible says, then the 70 returned with joy. That's it, excitement. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in what? In your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from what? Do you know the meaning of that? Do you know the meaning of that? You see, he said, Satan, the way he ran is the way a lightning flashes. You know, in a second, he disappeared from the scene. So, one of our prayers now that we pray is, Lord, let this anointing that causes Satan to disappear like lightning, let it come on who? On A, absolutely. I need it, I need it. So that by the time I come out to, to, to minister, all the devils will have run away. Because the Holy Ghost is on me in, in great measure. The disciples didn't know the background work that our Lord Jesus Christ was doing. Okay? But when they were out there, Jesus lifted up his hand and all the devils disappeared. And so demons were being cast out right, left, and... Uh, center. No resistance anymore. And see, this, are, this is the revelation that comes out of the word of God. I see that and I say, I need that same anointing. So that before I, I go out, I say, Lord, as I go out to minister now, let Satan fall like what? Lightning from heaven. Over this whole place. Over this whole place. There is no magic. I keep repeating it. There's no magic 
to ministry, to, to, to being a Christian. There is no magic. No. Just do it the way Jesus said to do it and things will begin to work in your own life. In your own life. Okay? And then, Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on what? Serpents and scorpions. That's another anointing. You know? It's not to persuade them. It is not to beg them. I don't need anointing to struggle with them. No. I need anointing to step on them. I need anointing. You know, I need to be empowered to step on serpents and scorpions. You know, I need anointing to step on every single power of the enemy. I need anointing. I need anointing. I need to be empowered. Okay? And then, what other anointing do I need from there? That we call it the anointing of invincibility. You know what invincibility is? Somebody you cannot hurt. Nothing shall by enemies hurt me. Okay? And you have to understand, you and I have to understand the secret to that. The only time you have all round protection, nothing shall by enemies. The only time is when the presence of the Lord is there. The psalmist, what did he say? They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the what? And then when they're under the side of the Almighty, a thousand will fall on the right, ten thousand on the left, but it will not uh, yes, all round protection. And so I'm, I, I kneel down and I say, Lord, that invincibility anointing, that divine presence that confers all round protection, let it rest on who? On me. On me. There are prayers to be prayed. It's not only for a breakthrough or for American visa. Now, now that they, they have removed the Dropbox. No. No, you see, that is what the devil is using to, to deceive us. Because, you see, when you zero on, on that personal something, then you leave the big picture where the anointing speaks in every situation. You know, the anointing speaks in every situation. Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. And then the disciples also taught us that you can seek what we call dependent or reactive, reactive anointing. See, in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 4 rather, verse 29, okay, they, they made a specific request. You know, and you can see in all these anointings, nothing is personal. It's all about the kingdom, the power, the glory. Because Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen to you? All other things will be added. That's, that's how you get it. All other things will be added. All other things will be added. Now, verse 29, as we bring this to a close. Lord, 
Look now on their threats and grant two things to your servants. With all boldness, they may speak your word. Why did they ask for boldness? Because they threatened them. Don't preach again in this name. And when you hear that, the next time they say, let us go and preach. Ah, <laughs> you want trouble? Yes, yes. But when they prayed like this, the Bible said, the people that you locked up, they are back preaching. He said, we need boldness. And then they asked for something else. Okay. We want boldness to speak your word. And we want you to stretch out your hand. To do what? To heal. And number two. For signs and what? Wonders. Specific. Specific. You see. Everything is the anointed. Everything is the anointed. We need you. As I go out, stretch forth your hand to heal and let signs and wonders be revealed. So you see, this is, our job is cut out for us, seeking a daily, daily seeking diversities of anointing, specific depending on the circumstances in which we find ourselves now. Okay? Because, because you, you said you will not support evil in the office. They are threatening you. Lord, I need an anointing that silences opposition so that the truth will prevail here. Truth will prevail here. Everything is by the anointing. Everything is by the anointing. If we go home today and begin to seek the anointing, our lives will never be the same again. Can you say amen to that? Yeah. And this is what it's really all about. God wants you and I to arise and preach, speak, live powered, power-packed life so that people will be wondering what type of fellow is this? We went to Jebude, the man, the Babalawo told us that he won't try you, that that man has left an anointing that if you try something against him, the thing will come on you. Oh yeah, go and look for another place. Ah. By the time they go to two, two or three other places, they will come to you. Nah. What do you have? I, I think this your own is very... Ah, I think I need your own. That is it. That's how people get converted. Because they've, they've gone and come back and said, ah, this man, they have, they, his own is different. God wants every soul empowered. Bow your head and let us pray. Bow your head and let us pray. And he will not empower you, of course, unless Jesus has come into your heart. And you know who brings Jesus to your heart? The Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit. He makes Jesus real. Romans chapter 8 verse 16, he said, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we have become what? Children of God. And if that witness is not in you, then today is your day of salvation. And you will say to him, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and be my Lord 
and my Savior. And be my Lord and my Savior. Pray that prayer with all your heart. And you may become the front runner. You might become the front runner. Because not only did you give your heart to Jesus today, you went home and started desiring the anointing to testify that Jesus is Lord everywhere you go. Don't, don't miss this opportunity of giving your entire life to Jesus. Asking him to take control of your life. And it's not complicated. Just pray, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart now. Please come into my heart. I invite you to my life to be my Lord and Savior. To take me over that my life may bring you glory on the earth. Someone is praying from the depths of their being. And I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. And let today mark a turning point for your life. As many as are praying, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Raise it up to God. Raise it up to God. You are praying, raise up your hand to God. Is there someone praying? Raise up your hand to God. Is there someone praying? You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.